Hey, hey guys, welcome to episode number two of Ever Present with Sherry Beckerson. I hope you've had a great week. I hope that you and yours are safe and well. Um, have you been liking the creative vibes you've been seeing on the internet, maybe in your neighborhoods? I have to give a shout out to the lady in my neighborhood. She was blaring music and dancing and inviting people who were walking by to dance with her. And as I drove away, I noticed people had left and there she was dancing all by herself, living her best life in her driveway. And it just made me so happy. It got me thinking about my podcast as well. Why am I doing it, my message, and what I want to use this space for? And she just helped me. She was spreading joy in a dark time by being her best self in that moment, which gave other people permission to do the same. And I just thought it was awesome. And to me, that's whatever present is here to do, to encourage and empower listeners to invest in becoming the best version of themselves so that we can better show up for those we love and the world around us. I wholeheartedly believe that your life matters and that you have something unique in you to offer this world. This week, we're going to be talking about just that, being the best version of yourself. There's three key learnings here today um, that have helped me out that I'm going to share with you. Learning number one, you can't give what you don't have. Learning number two, act how you want to feel. Learning number three, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Number one, you can't give what you don't have. Most important is self-care. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is necessary. And I think one of the most mature and responsible things you can invest in. Parents, this is key for you, especially the mama bears out there. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So your self-care must be priority. I've truly come to learn if you don't serve yourself in a healthy way, you won't be able to serve others in a healthy way. And this is obvious with physical things, right? Like I can't give you $100 if I don't have $100. But it's also true emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. What we are full of and what we fill ourselves with is what will inevitably transfer out of us onto others. Being aware of this energy that we're transferring is so important. And doesn't COVID-19 give us a very clear picture of what that looks like right now? It gives us a front row seat to just how connected we really are and how easily things are transferred from one person to another. So the same is true with your energy. This virus is contagious. So is your energy. We all know it. We've been around the people who drain us and we've been around the people who lift us up. This is the energy transfer. So my question to you is, what are you transferring? For me, knowing that how I show up for myself is a direct indication of how I will show up for others, this is what encourages me to make sure I'm filling myself with all the good things as much as possible. Encouragement, things like acceptance, self-love, courage, faith, compassion, and so on, because this is the stuff I want to be able to give to others. Um, if This has helped me really reevaluate as well how I see the people in my life who have hurt me. I have so much more compassion and forgiveness for them because I know they also can't give what they don't have. We can all only love at our own level of awareness. So we must determine to have healthy self-love and love who we've been created to be. Nick Vujicic, he demonstrates this the best. If you do not know him, you need to get to know him. He is the author of Life Without Limits. His, his books are amazing. He is a renowned speaker and 
he was born with a rare disability, Tetra Amelia syndrome. So he was born with no arms and no legs, and his story is just so powerful. He explains how he tried to commit suicide at 10 years old because he didn't see a point to his life, into how he's grown into himself today. And today he has a wife, four kids, he speaks all over the world, he's an author, he skydives, he plays the drums, he uses a cell phone, a computer, he literally lives a life without limits. But he says this only happened because he had to make the choice to accept who he was and what he had then he decided to do the best with what he had. He says this, I decided if I can't get the miracle, I'm going to be the miracle. Bam. Is that not a mic drop? I love it. It gives me goosebumps every single time. So you see, Nick needed first to accept and love himself before he was better able to show up for the world. This is what each of us need to do as well. The way I see it, we can either be our own greatest enemies or our greatest cheerleaders. And the choice is truly up to us. And I hope we choose to be like Nick because each one of us has something unique in us that this world needs. Learning number two, act the way you want to feel. We show up best when we have our feelings under control. Everything you feel is not true and feelings are fleeting. This is this is a big one because I think many of us get stuck in our feelings. So many of us walk around literally enslaved to them. We wait to see what we feel like before we decide to do what it is we want to do. How many are guilty of this? Oh yeah, I hope to go to the gym tomorrow. I, I'll see how I feel in the morning. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? We wait for our ever-changing, unpredictable, up and down, uncertain, fleeting feelings to tell us what to do. We must understand we are in control and know how important it is to be intentional and disciplined with what we choose to do with our time and how we respond to our ever-changing feelings. Because you won't show up as your best each day if you're always waiting on your feelings to tell you what to do next. This I can promise you, you won't be vacuuming or exercising or eating healthy foods or saving the money or whatever it is if you wait on your feelings. So acting how you want to feel teaches me, one, I'm responsible for my feelings. I'm responsible for my choices. And sometimes we have to just do the thing we know will make us feel better and trust that our feelings will catch up because they will. This is an ex. Um, a perfect example this week for me is I've been struggling more mentally this week and I think it's just you know reality setting in not going back to work missing my students I didn't work out on Tuesday um, and I almost let it roll into Wednesday and then I was like no I need to act the way I want to feel because exercise to me really helps just bring clarity and energy and just sets me up very differently so I made myself go for my run on Wednesday and sure enough it helped me. It, it changed the whole direction of my days. My thoughts were, were clearer, my, the heaviness, everything about my day was changed because I decided to act the way I wanted to feel and then trusted my feelings would catch up. So we need to know we are in control. And guys, I know that some of this might sound like common sense, right? But common sense isn't always common practice. If you don't follow Trent Shelton on Instagram, follow him. He says this all the time. Common sense isn't always common practice, and that's so true. And this is something that could be a good practice um, for you if you need help in those days that you just feel like you're in a funk. 
um, to really just start acting the way you want to feel. And it doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge and deal with our feelings. We are humans. We have feelings and emotions for a reason. What I'm saying is we have a choice on how we respond to them. It's actually Rachel Hollis told a story about Beyonce. Apparently Beyonce has a 24-hour rule where Beyonce allows herself to just feel it all. When something bad happens or, or she's feeling overwhelmed, she allows herself to just feel every emotion. She takes 24 hours. She doesn't try to make herself feel better. She maybe eats the comfort food. She just cries it out. She lets herself feel it for 24 hours. And then after that, she gets up and she starts making the choices on how to confront the problem, right? So it's important to let ourselves feel and feel it. Let's just not get stuck there. These are just some helpful strategies to help us not get stuck, right? So that we can keep showing up as our best. I also think it's important to say quickly here that we have to be very careful about not labeling our feelings. We have a tendency to label things in absolutes. If it feels bad, then it means it's all bad. And if it feels good, then it's all good. But this can actually be dangerous. And when we label things, we limit them. So Nick's story of being born with no arms and no legs. I want to read a little part of his book because I think it drives the point across. He starts by saying, I don't pretend to know what you've all been through, but look at what my parents went through when I was born. Imagine how they felt. Consider how bleak the future must have looked to them. You may not be able to see a bright light at the end of your own dark tunnel right now, but know that my parents could not envision what a wonderful life I would have one day. They had no idea that their son would be not only self-sufficient and fully engaged in a career, but happy and full of joyful promise. Isn't that so um, inspiring, right? I read this to encourage you not to draw the all good boxes and all bad boxes around your circumstances. Just like his parents, they could not even comprehend the good that could come um, and did end up coming from his disability. Uh, my own life is an example of this. Um, I've stared down some very dark, endless tunnels with my dad dying and my brother dying and more recently with my divorce. There was definitely times that all I saw was darkness. But I promise you, what I have learned is that the light really does shine again. That your tunnel, no matter how dark, will see light again. I believe it. I've experienced it. And I think considering everything going on in the world right now, it's a good word to remember. Just because we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet doesn't mean it's not there. So I encourage you to leave room for the possible, for the surprises. I believe even in the deepest of pains can come some pretty beautiful surprises. There is beauty in every single battlefield. I want you to remember that. And learning number three, push yourself outside your comfort zone. Growth and comfort cannot coexist. Maybe that's why they call them growing pains. Growth is meant to be uncomfortable. As humans, we crave familiarity. We crave comfort, predictability. Um, we want things to go to plan because it makes us comfortable. But the thing is, when we sit in comfort, we are not actually growing. And when we're not growing, we are dying. We are living things. Living things are meant to grow. It's only when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone that we are most alive. We grow most when we are being challenged. The beauty of resistance, right? Think about it. 
Our muscles only grow when we are under the resistance of weights. If we do not lift the weight or apply the resistance, our muscles will not grow. Stephen Furtick says it best, fear is to our spirit what weights are to our muscle. Fear gives us a chance to exercise our faith. Fear in getting out of our comfort zone, doing the things you may have always wanted to do, but too scared to try. Because it's when we take these leaps of faith, faith that we can actually grow. So every time you are pushed outside your comfort zone, every time you are forced down a new road, and I say forced because not all these roads we wouldn't pick willingly, right? I wouldn't have picked to choose for my dad and my brother to die so young. I wouldn't pick a divorce. How about having an illness? People don't pick that. Chronic pain? Or how about this life-threatening virus invading our world? We wouldn't pick these things. But these tests push us out of our comfort zone and push us to exercise faith. It's these kinds of tests, challenges, life-changing, uncomfortable events that push us deeper and reveal to us what is really inside of us. And usually, guys, in my experience so far, when I face the challenge, what I end up extracting from it is a whole new level of strength, courage, resilience, determination, wisdom, and the awareness that I can always do more than I think I can. And so can you. There's so much power in knowing that. John Maxwell says this, We are not given an overcoming life. We are given life to overcome. That is just so good. But we also have to purposely push ourselves out of our comfort zone, not just wait for the curveballs and the challenges of life to do it for us because there's so much strength that can be found when we invite the discomfort. We need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I challenge you to do something new or scary. Challenge yourself to grow. It will be uncomfortable 100%, but it will also be so freaking worth it. My hope is that you choose to see this unprecedented time, this new normal we are now navigating, although scary and uncertain, also as an opportunity, an opportunity to exercise your faith, to grow, and to really reevaluate what is truly important. Remember, the best version of you is worth striving for. Let's not just survive this, guys. Let's thrive. I'm going to leave you with a quote. It's one of my favorites. It was, my brother actually introduced it to me over 15 years ago now. It's by King Whitney Jr. Change has a considerable psychological impact on the human mind. To the fearful, it is threatening because it means things may get worse. To the hopeful, it is encouraging because it means things may get better. To the confident, it is inspiring because the challenge exists to make things better. Let's choose confidence. I always love a good challenge. Let's determine that through this challenge, we will choose better, not bitter. All right, my friends, that is episode number two. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you have a great week. I love you. I believe in you. You are amazing. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode number two of Ever Present. If you found it helpful and think it could be of value to anyone else, don't hesitate to press that share button. I thank you very much for your support and look forward to hanging out with you again next Thursday. See you then, guys.